okay, we're going to be roommates. What? We're moving in together. Oh, you mean for Holy Week? For Holy Week. For well, Hol- no, I just before we started recording, you and I decided that for the beginning of Palm Sunday, you're going to come up and hang out with the musicians for a little bit. Okay, hello, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. And this is the, the planning session. We, we're get, showing you behind the scenes of how Holy Week, Holy Week is going to work. This is very exciting, I'm sure, for all of you. Well, Palm Sunday is really two things in one. It's Palm Sunday slash Passion Sunday. I say this every year. But Palm Sunday actually is really the preliminary. The first gospel is read before Mass starts. And then we go into Mass and then becomes Passion Sunday. Which that's the gospel we're going to read here in just a little bit. Which one? The Palm Sunday gospel. Okay. So before we started recording today, Father and I were just talking about some of the logistics for Holy Week. There are some differences you will notice this upcoming year just due to COVID-19. Um, but we decided for this preliminary gospel reading, uh, instead of having Father stand in the back of the church where no one can see him and he looks very lonely. And, and people are still coming in late. And he's crying. And then there's the glare of the windows. And there's the windows. He's going to come up and hang out with the musicians. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand where the musicians are. And I'm going to do my Luciano Pavarotti imitation. <laughs> I'm going to sing the the gospel. This is good. This is why we're clean. We're going to clean up the music area uh, <laughs> this week. Get it all spick and spick. Actually, and no, don't worry. I'm not going to sing the gospel. But we will have this. Just so people know, ideally, the preliminary gospel and the blessing of the palms is to take place elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Some people will remember two years ago. We did it in Roncalli Hall, and we had a procession into church. Yes, that uh, was wonderful. That's the first and only that time how we we've been able to do that in our new church. Last yeah. year, nobody was here. But before that, we used to have the blessing outside, which was always kind of cool. Now, this year, one of the guidelines, as we uh, are more restricted in what we can do, is yeah. we're supposed to bless the, bless the palms in place. So we will be—we're blessed. We've got a good church, good space— and so the musicians are going to uh, allow me to stand in their platform to I, read the gospel. I forgot to tell you, we're going to charge you rent. However, okay. So <laughs> there'll be a, the bill will be in the mail. Okay. Uh, everybody, I want you to know that we have only two places in church that are uh, above, physically above the other places. So there's two steps to go up to the musicians. I know where this is going. And there are three steps that go up to the altar. Yes. So it's not about the music director or the priest. It's about the status of the altar. Yes, it's Jesus. Everything there, points to Jesus. Then, then there's one more step up, actually, for the ambo, for reading, because it's pretty far back, so that allows you to look out over the altar. And one more step up to the tabernacle. That is true, too. So if you uh, now we have a ramp to get up to the altar platform. You guys don't have a ramp for the music people. No, that's an, they did not. Um, that we we, we did talk about, about that. that remember, and if it was physically very hard to figure out how to do that without people tripping over a ramp uh, in there if they are in the general body of the church. We did talk about having a portable ramp of some sort that if somebody that needed a ramp to come up to the music area. You know, we always want to be as inclusive as possible. So I think that could be uh, something that we add down the road yeah, if, if yes. needed. Okay, so so the Mass will begin on the side. 
on the side. And and we shall not forget to remind people, because we're doing it as much as we can this week, that the Mass schedule is changing this Sunday. And the first Mass on Saturday is at 5. The yes. only Mass on Saturday is at 5. The yes. first Mass on Sunday? 8.30. 8.30. We did have some people arrive for an 8.30 Mass last week. They were just so excited. Actually, That was also, actually a good sign. <laughs> it was real good. Uh, we also had some people arrive for 11.30 Mass last Sunday. Yes, I saw. <laughs> So the three masses on Sunday, 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Yes. Now they are relatively close together. We could not do this in a normal situation where you had hospitality afterwards or uh, or children's liturgy of the word or even a, a procession with palm branches from another space. Right. But we will be able to do it in this case. And as we said, this is our new temporary schedule right this is not the new normal it will get us through hopefully the summer that's the plan and then we'll reassess from there yeah and the biggest question of course is at what point will we be using more space in the church we are still restricted to they say 50 percent capacity but if you close off every other pew plus people don't sit side by side within the pews it's really more like 30 to 35 percent capacity right so it's going to be nevertheless a wonderful Holy Week. I'm looking forward to the celebrations yeah. again with people in the church this year. And um, you can find the full schedule on the parish website. We hope And, that and if I may just say a couple quick words about limitations of uh, liturgy. We're doing everything, but everything is streamlined. Last week we talked about stream, uh, streaming online. Yes. This is but it's going to be streamlined as well. For example, on Holy Thursday, we've been asked not to wash feet. Mm -hmm. So that part will not take place. We will not have the procession to the altar of repose after Mass, nor will we have the church open. I think we're not going to rush to close the church right after Mass. It'll be no. open for another half hour or so, sure. but it's not going to go till midnight. And no, nor is there going to be an altar of repose. On Good Friday... We have the three parts, the the reading of the Passion of John and the petitions with an extra, uh, there's 10 big intercessions on Good Friday. And this year, like last year, there'll be a intercession number 11 mm -hmm. for all the people suffering from the pandemic. The reverence of the cross will be en masse. In other words, we'll hold it up once and people can reverence it from their position uh, perhaps on their knees mm -hmm. instead of coming up and individually kissing the cross. And then, of course, communion. Uh, Holy Saturday, we will receive into the church the people uh, joining through RCIA. Uh, there's no lighting of the new ca uh, fire outside. For whatever reason, we've been asked not to do that, nor will we have individual candles from people inside the church. I'm not quite sure why some of these have been uh, eliminated for this year, but I'm just going along with the guidelines. Sure. From, and they came from our diocese, but I suspect they also came from some someplace higher than the diocese. Right. And one thing we um, didn't talk about for Palm Sunday was because of the, usually we pass out the, the passion booklets, but because there'll be so many people using them this year, uh, just in the similar way that we're not passing out bulletins before Mass, we're going to put the crowd responses on the screens this Sunday. So you're going to have to pay attention so you know when your line is. Yes. And actually, it'll have a double 
a double benefit because then the people also watching at home on the stream will be able to see the crowd responses so that they can participate. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. I think that'll be We will still read the, the patient in parts. Yeah. So lots to come in the next couple of weeks. We're gearing up. We are excited. And let's uh, get into the readings for this Sunday. And we're going to do the reading, not of the Passion Sunday, but of Palm Sunday. So this is the preliminary gospel passage that is read before Mass begins. It is read from the music side, the two <laughs> steps higher. It feels like sharks and jets. <laughs> and... Doo-doo. And then the blessing of the palm branches from there as well. So this is from Mark's gospel. Uh, You'll notice there is actually two two options for this gospel reading. Mark or John, but we're going to use Mark because I'm into Mark. Well, and just for context, that this first gospel changes each year, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Does it always have John as an option each yes, year with yes, one of yes, those? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, let me read it. Go ahead. It's I all need, yours. I, I need the practice anyway. That's good. Okay. I'm going to hold up bunny ears behind you while you do it. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village opposite you. And immediately on entering it, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone should say to you, why are you doing this? Reply, the master has need of it and will send it back here at once. So they went off and found a colt tethered at a gate outside on the street, and they untied it. Some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They answered them as just as Jesus had told them to, and they permitted them to do it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and put their cloaks over it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Those preceding him, as well as those following, kept crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is to come. Hosanna in the highest. Okay, now you as a musician, hello, recognize those last words. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna we, in the highest. We sing it a lot. We sing it at every mass. It's the second half of the holy, holy. Yes, the first half of the holy, 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 holy. Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Mm-hmm. Lord God of hosts. Now, when we say host, H-O-S-T-S, it's not referring to Eucharistic hosts. Sure. It's like a battalion of angels, a, a, a big group. Lord God of hosts, like of all the people worshiping him. Sure. And that phrase, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah is having uh, a vision, and it's the seraphim angels who are praising God, holy, holy, holy. So it's like a very holy moment. Mm. Then we jump to the New Testament when Jesus enters Jerusalem. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. All in one little prayer. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, I can remember the Eucharistic prayer pre-Vatican II in the Tridentine Mass separated those two parts. Oh, really? So we would sing, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. 
It was Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. Mm -hmm. And then the Eucharistic prayer would begin. And then we would say, Benedictus, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the congregation would still respond. We would sing. We would sing both parts. Okay. Yeah. It would probably be chanted. It'd be a, yeah. It was some of the Gregorian chant. We did the Gregorian chant, I think mass number 10. They had numbers. Okay. Uh, I I thought it was kind of cool, but I don't know if we did it well. It kind of sounds not. like a, a fast food order. I will take a number ten today. <laughs> Would you like fries with that? You know what? It's amazing how your brain works. I to be here, it's yeah. a scary place. I have to, folks. I have to reel him in again, once again. <laughs> I was and, just, and not because he's ordering uh, the the fillet of fish. Oh, I do not like a fillet of fish. I'm not a seafood person in general, but to eat it fried on a piece of bread from mcdonald's does not do it's not just fried uh, on bread it's steamed bread which is just awful yeah but that's their specialty i'm feeling queasy let's move on okay (laughs) so have you ever thought tell tell us and tell the world when you are picking a a new mass setting Mm -hmm. and you we have about five or six that we've done since the last translation of the mass yeah what are your prerequisites for a good sanctus, a holy, 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 blessed is he who comes to the name of the Lord? You know, what, what do you look for musically? It's funny. As you were saying that, I was thinking I do enjoy, you know, when we have all these texts. And when I meet with married couples, let me just backtrack for a second. When I meet with married couples. Or engaged couple. Uh, I'm sorry, yes. When I meet with couples preparing for marriage, we always talk about all the different prayers of the Mass, whether it's the glory, the glory to God, or the Alleluia before the Gospel, the Holy, Holy, and I always explain how we have these prayers that are part of the Mass, but every musician takes the text of the prayer and then sets their own music to it, and then it gets a, a title. So Mass of Herb Weber, Mass of St. John the Twenty Third, whatever it may be, um, and then that setting incorporates musical ideas and motifs throughout all of those prayers that so that hopefully some things become so it would be the holy 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 it would be the Agnus Dei, the lamb of god yeah the great amen correct in all the different mystery of faith acclamations the gloria generally a gospel acclamation so all of them are there's kind of it's not repetitious but consistent yeah there's a consistency there's a style um it's nice for musicians because instrumentation tends to be similar key tends to be similar time signature all of those things that it kind of binds everything together um so with that being said usually with a mass setting i always start out with the gloria because it's the first one that we hear at the beginning of mass and you want it to have a good hook i think that's why so many people love the mass of saint anne the one that we do the glory to god in the highest and on earth that one um people really like that because it's got a good hook that they can kind of latch onto and and easily sing so if I'm being really honest, to me, usually the Holy Holy is secondary to my choice of a Mass setting. That doesn't mean, though, that you can't mix and match. You don't have to stay with one person's yeah. music throughout the whole Mass. See, I, I guess not to in, uh, intrude in your thought process, but I would say if I were doing it, by the way, folks. <laughs> Did this become my, your answer? <laughs> my, Michael and I don't uh, do anything the same. Right. But I would probably start with the Holy Holy. Yeah. Because that is really setting the tone for the entire Eucharistic prayer. Sure. Well, let's use Mass of St. Saint Anne as an example. So the beginning of the Gloria has the glory, glory to God. In the, and then the beginning of the Holy Holy there takes that same idea. Yeah. Holy, holy, 
holy lord so it ties the two together um with very similar and when you sing that do you, can you see the seraph do you have a vision the seraphim are praising god holy, holy well when whenever i taught confirmation to the middle school students i always talked about you know in this moment of mass not only is the text that we sing beautiful the lead-in from the priest is what sets it up as we join and then you list all the different all these angels yeah the the whole you know the powers the dominions the the seraphim the cherubim ninja the, turtles whatever it may yeah. be and then uh, one, one one time i i did say and uh, the dominions which is uh, one of the categories of angels and one of the kids was so excited because he heard that the minions were part of our mass. <laughs> Incredibles three. Oh no, that's not Incredibles. That's Despicable it's Me. Called, the and minions. Despicable, was, and, yeah. the, and the minions had their own movie. <laughs> now your brain is a scary place. Um, but anyway, you're basically setting us up. There's like this huge climax that's coming, right? We yeah. lead from that's the preface, right? We lead from the preface of the Eucharistic prayer into the Sanctus, and then it's like. The heavens are opening. Picture like the roof opening on the church, and we're joining, literally, this song that is constantly happening in heaven of praise in and, that moment. And that second half, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is the very same words that they chanted, that they sang out loud as Jesus entered Jerusalem, Yeah, is basically saying, not just for Palm Sunday, we are entering Jerusalem, but the entire Eucharistic prayer that follows is the Jerusalem experience. Mm -hmm. In other words, what's going to happen during Holy Week? Uh, the Last Supper. Right. The death on the cross. Uh, the resurrection. So every Mass is a Holy Week encapsulated uh, in the Eucharistic prayer, which is, in other words, we are reliving the very mystery of our faith at every single Mass. That's why I, when I tried to explain the Mass for example, in RCIA, the first thing I need to tell people is the Mass is not just a Catholic version of a worship service. Yeah, It's something altogether different. It, it is uh, sui generis. It's its own. Yeah, It's a one of a kind. And it's done universally, right? Like the ritual of Mass, the readings, all of those things are the same. Well, as I said last week, you know, when I watched the the Pope's Mass in Iraq, and yeah. he used the very same readings we had used. In fact, because of the time differential, it was virtually at the very same moment that I was saying Mass here. There was um, a social media group that I'm in. It's like people that do like church communications, marketing, social media strategies, that kind of stuff. And somebody had posted in there, this was a couple of weeks ago, hey guys, we need ideas for baptisms. How are you guys doing baptisms these days? And my, and this, I'm, this is not a knock towards another denomination. So I don't want anyone to take it that way. But my immediate thought was, thank you, God, that I'm Catholic because the way that I am baptized is the same way that my children were baptized that through that ritual of, um, the, the sacraments that we have in the church. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it will be good once we can get back to doing some baptisms during oh, yeah. mass. You're going to remember what to do. Actually, I have one scheduled during Easter season. I didn't want to say it, but your arms are looking a little thin. You need to bulk up. I got to uh, I got to uh, start lifting weights so I can carry baby, the baby around again. Baby conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little mask on the baby. So so the the Palm Sunday leads into Passion Sunday, and once we're finished with this uh, blessing of the palms, we always ask people to put the palm branches down because then we really change the mood from the triumph to 
a much more subdued sense of the patient itself. Sure. And I, I was, you and I were talking about the psalm before we recorded. This is one of my favorite psalms of the whole year that we do this. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Psalm 22. And no matter, talk about, you know, we were talking about musical settings. Same with the psalms. Composers take the psalms from scripture and set their own musical ideas to this text. And I would say 99% of the time, the psalm is always in a minor key. I was going to say, it almost has to be. Yeah. I mean, you just, it sets it up so well for the drama that's unfolding. Um, and you, you can hear, you know, the sheer sadness and terror in this in the psalmist's words i think the music really needs to reflect that to feel truly abandoned by god i mean we could do a whole 23 minute podcast just yeah. on that do you feel abandoned by god do i no no but I, I i've never i don't think i've ever in my life felt abandoned by god i think any time in my life that i feel like god is distant it's not because of god it's because of i've moved god has yeah. i know that god always stays constant but I think there are those times, and lots of people have experienced it during this past year, of almost desperation. Mm. Like, uh, maybe they don't say, my God, why have you abandoned me? But like, Lord, what do I do now? Uh, the, what, what is the psalm, uh, Lord, I need you, oh, how I need you? The song? That's Matt Mar's song. Yeah, but what is the psalm that it's based on? I don't know. I, is that based on a psalm? Uh, I think so. Oh, we'll have to look that up. Okay. I... I, I don't have but, the but, music but that, but that sentiment is, uh, I think, very prevalent these days. Like a, a longing. Longing. It reminds me of the old hymn that, also in a minor key that we used to sing growing up, There is a longing for you, O Lord. Remember? There is a longing in our hearts, O Lord. I uh -oh. didn't grow up the same time you grew up. The, well, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I stopped singing because the music just kicked in, and it would have sounded quite funny. All right, friends. Holy Week is before us. And uh, let's pray this together, whether you are going to be in here in person or joining us online. Um, we are united, and we will journey from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday together. God bless you all. <laughs>